What's up, everybody? It's Schmitty with another episode of Talking Schmidt. Today, we got Marissa Del Santo, and the money is no good. Hey, check it out. It's Mother's Day coming up this Sunday, so make sure you tell your mom you love her. Spend some time, you know, give her a call, whatever you can do. Mom's is number one always. And with that, we got a PSA from Timothy Donald McKenney. Public service announcement, Mother's Day's coming, but more important, just go and thank the girls in your life, uh, your mom, your sisters, your home girls, your girl. I think I was supposed to be a girl, to tell you the truth, because my whole life that's all I did was hang out with the girls. My favorite part was hanging in their rooms with their Christmas lights up and their white little desks, just chilling on their beds with them. Like Mike Crabtree said, without them, this world would suck, and he's fucking right. Go tell the girls in your life that you love them. Shout out to them. Shout out. Hey, I'm Marissa Del Santo. I'm watching Talking Schmidt. Dad, you good? Holy cannoli. It's cool. Like, tonight is the night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, big dog's in. Do we really want to be here? Oh, everything's changed. We on? Schmitty? Talking Schmidt. Talking Schmidt, dude. <laughs> You're going to come out different. <laughs> shit my pants, man. Your Rolodex is fucking deep. Holy shit. It's about the one. The one. The one. Who is this guy? He thinks he's tough shit. What's up? Come on, Schmitty. What the fuck? Tell the skateboard police to come get me. What is happening? I'm here for Greg Smith. Yeah! Okay, I'm going to introduce my next guest and I'm going to do it like this. Ask around, ask as many people as you know, the question, which female has the best skateboarding video part of all time? Look, mom, I got Marissa Del Santo on the show. (laughs) How you doing? Thanks. (laughs) I'm, I'm pretty good. Hell yeah. You're out in Colorado? Yeah, yeah, in Denver. Like right outside of downtown. You got any Angel Ramirez sightings? Yeah, every now and again. I saw him at a, I went and saw Fuzz on Saturday. I saw him there. I just like turned around and he was right behind me. Like, oh. How's the music scene out there? It's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, touring bands come through. Like, there's like a pretty cool local scene, like on a bunch of friends and bands and all kind of like book shows together and stuff like that. Uh huh. Rad. Okay. Yeah. I love Denver. It takes me usually like two days to acclimate to the, I'm not real good with the elevation. Sometimes I'll go there and like, I'll be nauseous for like the first day or something. No, I know. I, it kind of happens to me when I like leave for a bit and then come back up to like sort of readjust. You were, where were you born outside Chicago? Yeah. Like Chicago suburbs. This town, or I was born in Chicago, but I grew up in LaGrange. Okay. How far out's that? It's close. It's like 15 miles or so. Okay. And you were like, uh, 
introduced to skateboarding in the suburbs or into the in the big city? No, in the suburbs, just like local kids and stuff, kids I went to elementary school with. I just like see kids skating around and actually I had a board for a while that like I like it was like one of those old Veriflex boards you'd get at like Kmart or something that's like plastic trucks and everything and like to have like the night or like a, sh- a shield or something. No, it it was like it was a pretty 90s. I had like a fence. It's like some cartoon doing like a street plant on a fence and <laughs> or something <laughs> as the graphic. <laughs> but uh I'd like try to push around on it. And even then I was like, this sucks. <laughs> like, like, how are those kids? Those kids must have like good boards. Like, I don't know. I just couldn't, it was, it was like barely usable. Like even then I understood like all oh, this board's shitty. Like I kind of want to get like a good one. If I'm going to start doing this, this uh-huh. catalog. <laughs> right. What drew, what, what drew you in? Do you think like, what was that? Like if you if you didn't have a good skateboard and the feeling wasn't that good, what drew you to want to get to that feeling? I mean, just kind of seeing kids skating like the schoolyard and stuff and like there's no adults around like they're kind of just doing their thing. It just seemed like something you could just go out and do. You don't really need like guidance or, you know, like you just do it by yourself and it just looks I don't know, like fun and exciting and all that. Yeah. And just kind of the freedom of it sort of drew me towards it. Because I, I like played like soccer and shit. And I was like, this is kind of whack. <laughs> like just being told like how to run go another, about it. Run another lap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like not enough hustle out there. Like, you know. Why am I doing push ups? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't quite that. I was like nine or 10, but you know. Is that when you found skateboarding? Was it around 10? About, yeah. I mean, like I kind of, it was on the radar, but when I like really wanted to like start doing it and stuff was like around then. So I, I kind of consider it like, like on my 10th birthday, I got like, I ordered, my grandma got me a board from CCS catalog. And that was like pretty much when I first became like obsessed with it. That was like a legit board, not the, the yeah, 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 yeah. Which board, that, what, do you remember what it was? That didn't, that, that first one didn't count. Um, right. I don't count that. Uh, okay. It was a Jeremy Klein birdhouse. Ooh. With nice. uh, yeah, some like, I don't know, standard trucks, Spitfire wheels. Got the old CCS complete. It was before I knew like skate shops existed. Right. Did you kind of bond a, a little crew to skate with or were you kind of more of a loner, like your own deal or what was it like? I kind of had some crew. There was like a small crew. There's probably like four or five of us. There's a, um, a couple of friends in my grade who were kind of getting into it around the same time. And, uh, actually, uh, Pat Pasquale, the sinner, uh, he started skating like a year or so before I did probably like, he was already pretty good, but he lived next door to this kid who was like 15, who was like, sick like he was like the kid you like you'd look up to he had like a quarter pipe and a box and like he he smoked cigs and like had all the videos <laughs> and like nice. all like the like alien workshop t-shirts and stuff <laughs> like he had like all the cool gear and um so pat kind of like grew up next door to him and uh i'd like go over there with him every now and again and like i remember being like scared to drop in and 
backing out, like not even trying it. Like I was like very new to it, but I was like, damn, these kids are so cool. Like, oh so man, looked what, up to them. What was Sinner like as a as a kid? Was he crazy already? Yeah, he was. He, not much has changed. I don't think <laughs> he was. He was a wild little kid for sure. Any stories? He's just like funny all over the place. I have like footage of him talking about music and like he's like just talking about like beats and that they'd play or you know stuff they'd play at like skate parks. But then like I was like starting to get really into like punk and stuff and like he was talking about like <laughs> like the Black Label Label Kills video just came out and like Christian's VTAC skates to like the Sex Pistols and Pat's like why would I want to hear a song about an abortion like. <laughs> you know? Just funny, like, I don't know, neighborhood shit. We used to, like, ride bikes and skate. And we, like, always wear, like, gym shorts. And, <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't remember any, like, specific story. I know a couple, but I don't, know, I don't want him to, like, be mad at me. Right. Yeah. No, Sinner's the best. I love him. We spent, uh, we did our, my first South by Southwest with Thrasher, like, those deathmatch things we had down there. Sinner was on the crew and we had a fucking kick ass time. It was yeah, he's, fucking- a, he's a character. I mean, he's like kind of always been the same. I've like, I mean, I, I was like the kid with the camera. Like I have a bunch of high eight footage and stuff. Like I would, I would film everything. I have footage of him like taking a bath in a puddle when it was storming outside. Just like when we were like 12, you know, like just yeah. kid stuff. And now another first impression from Pat Pasquale. Sinner. Funny thing about Marissa and me is we actually shared the same birthday, like down to the year. And we grew up in the same town together, a little suburb of Chicago, LaGrange, Illinois. But uh, my first memories of her, uh, I think we had daycare, like summer camp together. And um, it was the summer of 96. And it, it was the summer that we turned nine. And... I was getting into skating and I think she saw me getting into it and she was like secretly stoked and she was getting into it herself. She's always been kind of shy, so I don't think she really let me know all that early, but I eventually found out and I was actually stoked because I had someone else to skate with, you know, like, and she was hyped too because she was probably in a similar situation as me, but um, she's always been super good and like progressed really fast at skating and yeah it's always been giving me a run for my money in terms of progression and um i don't know good friend of mine love her to death um miss her and uh i don't know shout out mar i miss you sister uh let's get together soon i'll have to make it out to denver wherever you're at these days and um you Hey, it's Corey at Blue Plate, 3218 Mission Street. Come see us. Meatloaf, fried chicken, deviled eggs, Dollar Olympia beers. We're here every day of the week. We got a garden, and we got smiles on our faces. Come let us make you happy. Head on down to your local shop. Ask Nerdwizard Skateboards. Or visit Nerdwizard.com. And was Neen from your area or was he from Chicago? He's from Chicago, but I've known him for a while. Like we, I met him when I was probably like 13 and like 
he was already like really good. Like I kind of like looked up to those guys in a way, just like comparatively, like, oh, if they can do that, I can do that type thing, you know? Oh. But yeah, I mean, I've I've known those dudes since like pre high school, you know? Yeah. Do you remember your first trip to Chicago, like the big city, like going in and uh, for skateboarding intent? Yeah. Um, the first time I was with my friend and his mom, I think, and she had like some business to do down there, but she just like dropped us off downtown and we skated around a bit. And like, I mean, I, I just remember being like just blown away and overwhelmed, like just, you know, I mean, I've been to the city before, but not like to skate and actually like being in the mix and like, I don't know, just skating down like Michigan Avenue and stuff. <laughs> like, it's just so busy. And like, I mean, I was like probably 13 or something. Did you go straight to the seawall? <laughs> no, no, that's, that's far. That's actually like, yeah, that's, that, I mean, that's a bit of a ways from like the loop Downtown. or whatever. Yeah. But not long after that, um, I had friends that were like a bit older than me who would take the train to Chicago like every Friday and like skate all night and then take like the last train home at like midnight or whatever. And uh, I would like lie to my parents and tell them like, oh, I'm going to like Natalia's house. Like that was like my only girlfriend. And like, they would like have more trust in me, like hanging out with a, like, you know, like another girlfriend, like at her house, like they didn't know I was like taking the train to Chicago, but I <laughs> tell them like, oh, I'm going to sleep over at Natalia's. And right. then I'd like take the train to Chicago and like come back to LaGrange and like sleep on my friend's floor and like skate home in the morning. Like I did that like for a while, like, you know, like freshman year of high school. Yeah. I grew up in the suburbs too and uh, of San Francisco. And then, you know, when, when we started taking the bus to the city, it just opened up everything. I mean, oh, yeah. And just learning like the transfer system, like getting that piece of paper that got you on the free bus to take you to the top of the hill. And then at the bottom of that hill, you knew which bus to catch to get you to another. And it was almost like, I mean, it, we, we, it's kind of like skiing or snowboarding where it's just like ski lifts, get you to the top. You're fucking right. bombing down and you're using it as transportation in a fun, like thought out way after learning the town. Right. You could just like time it out yeah. properly or whatever. But I mean, my mind was blown. I, I remember being pretty like overwhelmed, like, holy shit, this is I mean, I was su I was a suburb kid. So I was just like, man, tall buildings, this fucking crazy homeless yeah. people, everything, all the shit like you're just like, damn. No, it was shocking for sure. I'm just like, I'm seeing like, you know, like stuff that m most people wouldn't normally see just being a skateboarder like you're just like in the streets <laughs> like yeah you're seeing like homeless people and like fucking you know shit like you'd never see in the suburbs really right who who did you have as like your early influences like did you have any photos on your wall or anything like uh out of the magazines uh my mom wouldn't let me do that but <laughs> I'd have like little clippings from like CCS catalog. Like the pictures were like that big, oh. like, like Jamie Thomas and Brian Anderson and whoever skated for CCS at the time. But I mean, I don't know. I was, I was a pretty big fan of like toy machine and zero and oh wow, uh, like birdhouse, the end, like, you know, fulfill the dream, like all those videos. That was like pretty much 
my era of like just starting, I guess, like late 90s stuff. Huh. So was it just super surreal when you got on zero? Kind of. Yeah, it was kind of a trip. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Like it was like destiny or something like this. The dude I fucking. And now I'm here. <laughs> yeah. And I like talk on the phone with him. Like, I don't know. It was, it was definitely a weird feeling. I was I was young, too. Like, I was definitely not really expecting any of that. Mm. What was your first sponsor? Uh, first gear skate shop. And it was in Berwyn. It was like another suburb, like not too far from where I'm from. It's like in between LaGrange and Chicago, pretty much. Okay. And then once you were on that, did that, like the the guy at the shop mention you to somebody in the industry or somewhere? Like, how do you get your first like industry sponsor? Kind of. I was like rep flow for a bit, just like through the shop, you know, like the Midwest rep or whatever. Um. I got like DC shoes for a little bit. Like I'd get like a pair of shoes every like two months. Cause it was just through the rep and whenever they got a shipment of shoes, like they'd like throw me a couple pairs or whatever, or it, that's, I think that's how that works. Something like that. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, I was like DC rep flow when I was really young and like uh, 16 skateboards was actually my first like actual kind of on the team. I guess like I, I had like my name in an ad that was spelled like the wrongest it's ever been spelled. It was like a photo of Garrett Hill and they spelled my name with like, there was like a Z in there. <laughs> like it was spelled like as wrong as it could possibly be spelled. But that was probably when I was like 15 or so around there. Who is the crew? Do you remember who the team was on when at that time? Honestly, not really. Was, I, I remember Garrett Hill because it was an ad of him like grinding that one, that like frost rail in LA, the like double king one, I think, with the bank on one side. Okay. I'm pretty, uh, yeah, I think. Huh. I think. I mean, I think that's what it's called, but he was definitely grinding it. And I don't, I don't remember. It was like there, they did like a tour that I got invited on, but I like was a freshman in high school and I couldn't just like not go. Right. Like, just like, it was like in the springtime too. It was like almost done with the school year. Like I can't just like leave for two weeks. Like I like got to go to school, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like my parents would like disown me if right. I just, like, if I up and left and ran away on a skate trip. What age did you get glasses at? What's that? When did you get glasses? Oh, uh, when I was, when I was 13, I was in eighth grade and I was like, I'd sit in the back of the class because I like didn't want to get called on and like I couldn't read the chalkboard, but like I was like, nobody can read that. It's so far away. <laughs> but then they did like the, you know, just like the school eye exam, like for health or, you know, whatever they, they do that shit at school. But um, I was like blind as a bat and I couldn't read any of the letters like through the little thing. And like I ended up having to get glasses, but um, I'd only wear them to school for the longest time, though. I didn't really wear them until I got my driver's license. Because uh, in Illinois, if you're wearing your glasses, like in your license photo and like you get pulled over and you're not wearing them, you could get like a ticket or like like a DUI type thing, like not actually a DUI, but, you know, something along those lines, like driving like impaired or whatever. When I got, cause I got glasses later in life and I'm still fucking challenged by like, 
do I just not see when I skate or do I try to learn how to skate with these things on? Like, like, was it kind of tricky for you or a little bit? I mean, they just fall off all the time, but yeah. I kind of forget I was wearing them and I, I, know, I got it dialed after, after a point, but it was definitely hard at first. I just remember this one time I was like trying to skate this rail and like, that's when it was like kind of starting to get to me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe my eyesight was getting a little worse, like the older I got, but like, I kept like, I couldn't like gauge like where to pop and it was kind of freaking me out. And like, I couldn't like, like the landing was blurry and it was just throwing me off kind of. And I was like, damn, maybe I should just like wear those. And then I got my driver's license like not long after. I was like, all right, like should probably just keep these on now. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's that bad. I couldn't imagine like my side isn't actually that bad, but like there's people that are worse that don't wear them. But I mean, I'm just so used to them. And I mean, I don't know, I, sometimes I forget they're even on, you know, I feel like my eyes are getting worse. The more I wear them, like sometimes I feel like they just get lazy or something. And then when you take them off, you're like, Whoa, I really can't see now. <laughs> I guess if you're like nearsighted, if like, if I'm like reading, wearing glasses, like holding something close, it like, I almost feel like I'm like going cross-eyed. Like, I, I don't know. I think that's probably like, I mean, it doesn't help. I don't know. Every Everybody's different though. Yeah. And then you get headaches. Like I dealt with, I think the reason I got glasses was because I was getting headaches all the time. I went to the doctor and they're like, no, it's, you can't see. Just <laughs> you start straining your eyesight, just like yeah. trying to focus and stuff. Yeah. So that was the thing with that. Talk about the X games. How did you end up getting out to that? So I was skating for this shop RQ and we were we went to this contest that was in at third layer skate park in like minneapolis yeah and they did like it was like a top shop thing like you know like skate shops from around the country would like kind of like you'd skate individually but your scores would be averaged out like as the team and I was like 17 and eager and skating all the time. That's all I did. Like I was just obsessed. Like I didn't like, and I was just like on top of my game and I was like fucking good <laughs> at the time, I guess. Yeah. And um, so in the, like I would have gotten like placed pretty high if it were just me, but as a whole, like, cause everybody was partying and shit. And like, we were all like 17, 18 years old. And everybody else, like, I mean, our shop ended up getting, like, close to last, I think. Like, I mean, not that I even care, but short story long, Jason Rothmeyer was one of the judges. And he saw me skate or whatever. And he ended up, like, getting my information through the owner of the shop and emailed me, like, inviting me to X Games that summer. And at first I was like, hell no, <laughs> like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. But then it took one of my friends to be like, like, you know, like, can you like make money doing that? I was like, oh shit, maybe you're right. Like I just graduated high school. I was like, well, I guess I could like use some money. Like I'm not going to like, I mean, I'm, I, I went to college, but I was like, I don't want to do that for long. Like, like all I want to do is skate. So I fucking did the X Games thing. How'd you yeah. do? I got third out of eight. They only had eight like girls in the contest at the time, but I got like. Who won? Do you remember? Alyssa. Oh, she was in it. 
it was Alyssa. I think Vanessa Torres got second and I got third. Aye. But I got like two grand for third place and I was balling. I thought I was, that was like the most money I'd ever seen at the time. <laughs> got my first bank account. I was like writing checks, bouncing checks. <laughs> those were the days. Was that like your first uh, interaction with those girls? Like, did, yeah. was that seeing some people that were your peers that maybe you've seen in mags or videos, but never met in real life? No, <laughs> Not, honestly, no. I mean, it was just like, oh, like I never really met other, you know, like girl skaters. Like I didn't really like have any friends, you know, any female friends who skated or female friends in general for that matter, really. Uh. But I mean, I met Alyssa when I was like 11 at a demo <laughs> and uh, I asked her if she remembered it. I mean, I didn't expect her to. But I mean, that was my first time like really meeting like any of them or even like really seeing any of them skate except Alyssa you know from like videos and stuff what was the feeling like was were you in your own element or were you kind of like anxiety or like what was it like um like, did uh, you feel comfortable or were you a little starstruck or were you just like I'm here to skate and you just handled it I was like I'm here to skate look get me out of here <laughs> <laughs> just get it over with and like I mean everybody was cool and I ended up becoming good friends with like a lot of them. But at the time I was, I don't know, I just like felt out of my element kind of. I was like, mm. I don't know. Like I, I just want to skate with crew <laughs> like, and I don't know, just fuck around. Yeah. Contests like you weren't, that's not really your thing. I never really had that much trouble like skating under pressure like that, I guess, but it was kind of just for like the reward. I, I don't know. It's not because I like especially liked them. I was like, well, like it'd be cool to like make some money or whatever. And like at that time, like meet people like I was pretty young and just I don't know, like I would have you know, I was like I dreamt about like, you know, doing the thing and get li like living in California and skating for a living and all that. So mm -hmm. it was kind of like a step towards that in a way or that's like the way I looked at it, too. I've always thought that like uh, for the girls, it was a little more important to do the contest. Like a lot of the girls, they don't really get a lot of money from their sponsors. And so oh, yeah. there's the opportunity to like, if I win that there, that's going to help me travel or do what I need to do. No, for sure. I mean, that was totally the way it was. I mean, it seems like it's not quite that way anymore, but at the time, like, that was pretty much all there was, I'd imagine. I mean, I was like so new to it, but it got to a point where I sort of like a few years in, I got kind of wise to, and I was like, shit, I like kind of have to do this, you know? Right. Well, I heard a little story, true or false. It's your 20th birthday. You're going back to the X games. You got this guy, Pat Burke and this other guy, Sheldon Melashinsky in the crowd with their shirts off spelling M A R. I've, some I think there was three guys. Gay dad, gay dad was the third one. Oh, okay, yeah. our friend, our friend Sean, we we called him gay dad. Yeah, uh -huh. that's that's very true. And then you won. Yeah, that was that was actually the year after <laughs> my my twentieth birthday one. So that's so fuck, I, I feel. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I feel silly. Like a fucking won that shit. Yeah, you got it. But no, when I was I. One when I was 20 and I was blown away and it was crazy. And then the next year 
gay dad was like, yo, if you win again, let me get your medal. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Okay. You could have it. Not really <laughs> expecting that to ever happen again. But then the next year, like, I don't know. I got like, I like kind of, I don't, I don't remember. I think I might've like snuck one of them in or something. Like I, I got, I was able to get like a couple free passes. I'd always try to invite friends like, yo, like make it less nerve wracking. Like come with please. Like I'd like, like bribe people into coming with <laughs> but um yeah that's absolutely true though what's the story with gay dad how did was he gay how did he become gay no dad? no i mean i don't really know where i think frex came up with that name at one point or another i don't really know i mean that was like before my time but he was he was introduced to me as gay dad and i just thought it was hilarious but his, his name is sean allen okay you go back with frex he was like one of the first people I met out there, like one of the first like 10, probably. He's the homie. I've traveled. I, me and him are good. Tight. Yeah, he was he, he was pretty homie. I mean, me and him became pretty good friends. Him and Decola are like, I love the slave camp. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. those guys are the shit. Human fecal matter. Well, what do you think about where like you just mentioned kind of like you don't think it's like that nowadays? What do you think about like where skateboarding is nowadays, especially where females are concerned? Is that, uh, a is, is that tough, <laughs> tough topic for you? I mean, I'm so out of the loop. I, I, I don't think I really have like a valid opinion. Like, I I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to. I honestly like I can't really say like it's well like it's, how about this there's girls with their name on shoes there's girls with their names on skateboards that are legitimate companies like birdhouse and no, it's Welcome. Awesome. and then also last year I think there was two or three girls on the cover the of Thrasher yeah I know that's I mean I I think it's sick like it's I mean it's definitely like a long time coming and well-deserved like I mean I don't know I guess like when I was in the mix it just seemed like such like a dude's thing and like I kind of I mean I would like compare myself to guys but I don't know I mean I don't I don't know a good way to answer this honestly like well that's interesting because I I don't know if she feels this way still I could ask her but I remember a long time ago Alyssa was asked like something in regards to that and she's like i never wanted to be the best girl skater i just wanted to be a skater yeah like not. i don't want to be like segregated like we're all doing this to, you know? and so i wondered like well does that mean the contest should if you're going to be a contest skater is it no gender and and then that led me to like i don't know you could like it's kind of a sticky situation nowadays yeah. but like the transgender and the all this stuff that's going on and then you're like, but do we just all want to be in one set pot and like be skateboarders? Like, what is it? I mean, that makes the most sense to me, honestly. I mean, I, I don't know. I honestly, like, I, it's something I think about sometimes, but I don't really, I don't like want to analyze it. Like, I feel like I'm just going to end up like offending somebody or something. Yeah, no, I get that. But it's, it's something that I, I think about a lot. Like, I'm like, wait, if you're a boy and you became a girl and you went to a contest, which, where do you skate? I know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I don't really, I mean, just do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Right. Just do I, guess. Your thing. I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I will say when I like when I first skated X Games and stuff, I was like in that boat, like 
like everybody should just be in the same thing. Like it shouldn't be like men's and women's, but then like I saw the guys and I saw the ladies and I was like, I'm where I belong. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I belong in the women's contest. Like the guys are fucking like doing better than what I would do. Like switch, <laughs> you know, like it's like incomparable in the contest realm at least. Cause it's all gung ho and it's all like some, you know, macho fucking yeah time to shine shit <laughs> yeah have you been paying attention at all like do you no. watch any new is is there ever somebody texts you and goes hey you gotta see this part and then you actually watch it or you just i don't care i mean i watch like friends stuff and like stuff i like like i mean it just i don't know i don't really like i, I don't even like really think about watching like keeping up with skating i, I mean if anything i'll watch like vhs tapes or something <laughs> like right i don't know i mean i just it's so much to keep up with like i mean i want to i want to see like the new baker video i want to see i don't even know what else i'm sure there's something else but it just like i don't know when the time comes and i'm sitting at my computer like i just like don't get around to it well i think t funk's part in the new baker video needs to be watched by everybody he's oh. my he's my early vote for scare of the year He's, it's probably top tier. That dude. <laughs> He's so fucking gnarly. It's sick. It's sort of like the stampede of elephants. Like they don't know they're making such a big impact. Well, can we talk about the big day at Wallenberg? Sure. Because I, I was there <laughs> filming it. And it's funny. I don't remember the girl's name, but she was like from Europe. She had pink on. Evelyn Bouillard. Yeah. Uh, so I was there the night before the contest, like preparing and she showed she up the three. She ollied the three and, and, and she is like so stoked. And I was like, Oh man, but I don't think you got the four. And then the next day it was like, you guys were going for the four and just talk about that. Like, were you going there to even try it or were you kind of pushed into it while you got there or did the moment bring it out of you or like what was no it? i mean kind of none of that <laughs> like, I oh, mean, really? so uh the zero team was going up there for that but they were like making like a trip out of it like filming and stuff and i'd been hurt like i i hurt my ankle pretty bad and i couldn't skate for like months like four or five months or something i was like in a boot and stuff and like i was and I, like i was i was like still doing like physical therapy and all that jazz and fucking i tried to i was like kind of trying to like get back into it like at my own comfort like not trying to overdo it and like i like ollied like the double set at black box or something i was like i like that felt pretty all right like i think i could maybe get back into it like I asked Greg Robinson, the team manager, if I could go on the trip just to like reintroduce myself and like be around skating and get the feel for it after, you know, having not done it for like however many months. And he was straight up like, you could come if you try to Ollie Wallenberg. And I was like, oh yeah, whatever. Like they're not going to make me do it. But then on the way there, I was like, I don't have to do that, do I? And he's like, oh yeah, like if you like he was probably fucking around but he was like if you don't try it like you're off like oh, i was like oh man like i was like 20 just like super ambitious like trying to get on the team and shit i was like god damn it like these guys are like really gonna make me do this shit have you been here before uh no we just came here and checked it out yesterday for the first time i don't know it's really cool
real big. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I'll, I'll fling my corpse down it once or twice, maybe. And I don't know, in my head, like, I felt like it felt like degrading in a way. Like, I don't know if this this kind of goes back to what you mentioned before, just like like I like not being able to ollie it and then just seeing like Chris Cole, like back three it like that. Like Lindsay Robertson back heeled it like a normal four stare, <laughs> and like I was like fuck I couldn't even ollie that shit like what am I doing <laughs> like I mean I know there's more to it than that but I was I was pretty hard on myself at the time but it was it was really emotional the other girls were like crying and I was just pissed off <laughs> like as I kept sticking it I broke my board Alyssa you were so close it. there's one we slow mode and you're like got it no. I know just like leaning forward like because oh. I don't know like I hadn't like skated anything that big like maybe kind of it's, ever it's big <laughs> like I mean I, I I was used to like tall not like that long. thing is long as shit and yeah it's probably like love park or something yeah for real I mean yeah that seems probably comparable but yeah Brooke, I was like using Alyssa's board at a point that was like I don't think she was really skating much at the time. Her board was like sitting in her garage for months. And it like, Oh, cause your board snapped on one. Yeah. Of them. Right. I like broke my wrist. Like <laughs> that sucks. I mean, looking back, it was like pretty epic, honestly, but wait, you, you broke your wrist at all that day. Yeah. Oh shit. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get it checked out till like months later, but huh? like, it felt like pretty messed up and I was like cradling it. It was all swollen and like, I'd like sprained my wrist before and it felt worse than that. I was, and it was like, I couldn't move it for like, you know, like weeks. Like it felt like I definitely did a number on it, but the zero team manager was like, ah, oh, you're fine here. Take some Excedrin. Like, Whoa. just like, I don't know, like keep, I don't know, like to like, it kind of helped like throughout the rest of the trip. Cause I, I don't know. I don't want to like waste the whole trip up there when I at least like, get a clip or something you know <laughs> and i can't really remember was that before that was after the strange world part right no that was before oh it was yeah because jamie thomas wanted me to go up to land it for the video oh okay and i was like fuck that <laughs> oh really yeah i was like no that sounds terrible like i'm never going to there i'm never going there again <laughs> especially uh, to ollie like come on like somebody ollie didn't like 1991 like yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but so you didn't, you didn't feel like I had it and I want to get it. No, no. <laughs> that, that of all things, like not really. And it seems to me from talking to you that you're not really like caring to be like the first girl. No, nah, and that honestly, that didn't even really cross my mind. I was like, Alyssa almost did it. Like, that's fine. Like she, you know, but it's no, not like I, no one I has. Really, what's that? No girl has done it. I for some in my mind, and and this is where I love talking to girls because I want to be in tune with everybody and not be like, I don't, you know, like whatever. But it's like I'd be excited to see you do it, or if Samaria or whoever can do it, can do it, do it, just to be like, I don't know, first, yeah, and I, the, the first, it, like yes, Frank Gerwer kick flipped it without a ramp. Like, no, I, I know. You know I mean, like that's, that's not really. <laughs> no, for sure. That's just yeah. like, that's just my mentality. I don't know. That's like what I was thinking at the time. Like, right. Like, oh, like, I don't like, fuck that. Like somebody, 
I mean, I, I don't know who the first person to Ollie it was, but it was like 30 years ago almost. His, or something. his name was Mark Gonzalez. Oh, it was the guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, that's he did it one like 90, 1990 or 91 or something. It was in like video I, days. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, probably 91. I'm guessing. So, yeah, that was just my mentality at the time. Like, I don't need to Ollie that shit. Like, <laughs> You know, but I, I get I see where you're coming from too, though for sure. Well, we've kind of like, and not in a a bad way, but I've been kind of pushing people to be like, because I've seen. I mean, you're right, Chris Cole. That was fucking so goddamn gnarly. Like Thrasher had already had an event there, and so we were going into it going like, "Fuck, what if nobody does anything?" Like the bar's raised. There's been yeah. a lot of gnarly shit that's already gone. The butcher backside 180 did already. Like, there's been some shit, and we're like, and then Chris Cole was like, "I'm gonna come try to back three it," and we're like, "Holy shit!" His first attempt, he hits his head, and you're just like, "Oh no!" And then he gets up and just sticks it, and you're like, "Oh, we won!" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> like we now, like, and then people just start busting. Yeah, Lindsay, like it was. I mean, it was a sick day. I was just wondering, like, in your mind, when you're skating it, what was the focus? Like, were you like super in tune with it or were you aware of everything else that's going on? No, I was I was in tune. I mean, I get I get like obsessed with things. I mean, that not to the point like that I wanted to go back and do it so much just because I don't know, like where my head was at at the time. Like, it's like it doesn't even seem worth it. Like. You know, Ollie it for my video part. Like, yeah, like the guns did it like like 20 years before or so. Like, I mean, that was just my mentality at the time. Right. But I mean, when I was trying to Ollie it, I was like, like, I have to do this. Like, you get more hurt if you bail. Like, I was like, I might as well just try to stick everyone because it's so long and I'm going to eat shit. If I like kick away, like, it's going to be worse. I almost felt like kind of silly just like with a like no offense to the other girls that were trying to ollie it but i was just like like fuck this shit i gotta just do this and get it over with so i could like sit <laughs> like, and i don't know like just end it <laughs> or end that portion so the guys could fucking kill it i mean it seems like a gnarly if i was gonna go try something that's like kind of a little bit above my like i think i could do it if i give it my everything but i this is going to be a gnarly day for me i don't know if that's the scenario where i want to be trying it there's no, like I mean, so many people and like people like it was hard to because there's a ramp so you're at the top of the ramp and like getting a start i remember chris cole was getting frustrated because he oh. would run up and he'd be like dude i can't even like stand up here like there was oh so yeah people that I were mean, with, all the, with all the guys trying it too that seemed like that was way more hectic but yeah sometimes that kind of pressure is like a little more motivating because I, I mean i was like i can't like not try this like i have to try this and i mean i think i thought i could do it you know like once i like once i cleared it i was like oh i could do this right but it was, i mean it was never not like terrifying and that rolling ramp like you go zero to 90 in like <laughs> one second it just, it just shoots you right to it I've, and yeah. i'm i've madness so bad like I, I have to ride up i have to make bets i have to like shake hands like okay right now and i couldn't do any of that 
I would like roll up a couple times, like not rolling in and be like, all right, like, I guess I have to just like bite the bullet and like roll in and just have to try it, you know, cause you can't really like stop once you're, once you roll in on that ramp, you know? Yeah. Have you had the madness like your whole life or did it happen when skating elevated for you? No, it was when skating elevated for sure. I mean, when I started to like, so I kind of pushed myself more like it got to the point where I was like, this isn't even worth it. Like I'd rather just like skate a curb or like, I don't want like, I don't, I'd rather like, I don't want to like lose friends or like ruin relationships, like trying this trick. <laughs> like it was getting kind of bad. Is it kind of like anxiety where you know it's going on, but it's kind of out of your, you're, yeah, you're watching bit. yourself do it and you're just like, I have to though. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's almost like it's like the only way it, I mean, it, it got to be to the point where it was like the only way I could like get myself to try anything. So I was trying stuff that like, I didn't really think I could do maybe oh, or like wow. just kind of pushing yourself to the point where you're like, like I get like, you're kind of just like forcing yourself. It's like a method of forcing yourself to try something that like, is maybe like seems a little out of reach to you, but then you stick it and you're like, Oh, I could do it. But then in my head, I'm still like in that cycle of like going through the motions, you know? Okay. If that makes any sense. So your own perceptions, your own reality. Did that kind of start happening as you're filming the strange world part? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that was like when it got really bad. And are you filming that with Jamie or are you filming <laughs> with uh, Gilbert or uh, Winterberg? It was or? Winterberg, yeah. It was mostly Winterberg. Mostly Winterberg. Yeah. He's the, he's, he's sick. I like Winterberg. He's the boss. Is he, he is. a, is he a ranger at Yosemite now or something? Like where is he? He's at, um, Olympic national park uh, in, in Washington. Right. I don't, I don't know if he's a ranger, but he's, he works up there with like a handful of other like friends from Vista. I know him and a uh, his fiance, uh, who's also awesome. They they were working in like the restaurant area. I think like they were like just like on like during the season or whatever. You know, it's like during the summer, fall, or like whenever it's open. It's closed for the winter, I believe. And then they'd like just go travel and do whatever over the winter. Oh, cool! But he's been doing that for a while. You're still in touch with him though. Every now and again, yeah, I'll, I, I chat with him like once a year or so. I went, I went up there and visited him. Uh, I mean, it was kind of a while ago now, but like, like four or five years ago. But it's it's beautiful up there, and there's like a skate park. He's been skating. He like just hikes and does naturey stuff. Yeah. Goes on adventures and works at the at the resort or whatever. That's rad. I just talked to Keegan last week and he's, he's in Van, back in Vancouver, but he's like outside and he's been like flying and doing all kinds of stuff. That's what I heard. That's awesome. He's like yeah. a straight up pilot. Yeah. He's, he, he crashed too. Like he's, really? he, had, he had a little sketchy moment. Yeah. But, uh, like because of like weather or something like that. No, it was some like complicated thing with like either the motor or some part or something, but oh, like right. it was kind of like, uh training like almost training you to crash oh like, okay. in case of an accident do this and so it was like in that process but uh yeah he was like dude it was 
That sounds like, <laughs> you know, yeah, like eye opener. I'm glad he's all right. Yeah. Uh, but so when, talk about the strange world part. Like when you're filming that, obviously that's a huge deal is, are you, are you kind of in it because you're on zero or are you in it because you got some early clips already and you're like, dude, I could get a full part. Like what was the vibe? I don't really know. I mean, I was, I was kind of just like, I, I wanted to skate and do, you know, do the damn thing. You're into vit film and videos, right? Cause you, you've had like a camera your whole life. Yeah. I mean, I, I've always, I mean, I, I kind of prefer being behind the lens <laughs> in front of it, but I mean, me too, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it was, it was fun just like skating with everybody. And I mean, uh, like just getting invited on trips and like, it kind of ended up leading to like, maybe I could work towards filming a part, but I never thought that it would work out. Like I didn't think any of that footage was going to get used, but it was kind of just fun to like get invited on trips and like, or like on missions. And I felt like I was like a part of something, you know, I was like, these are my friends. Like, this is fun. It, if it was low pressure, it was fun. But then like when the focus was on me, if I like threw myself under the bus and I'd be like, Oh, I kind of want to try this. Like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Now we're going to go there and I got to try it. <laughs> like, but um, no, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to have a part in the video at all. But then huh. uh, Jamie, I was like skating the black box park with Winterberg one night. Cause I, I've lived with him for like a year and a half, two years. And uh, we we're on our way out. And Jamie called me like in a, in the editing bay that used to be, in the like where the team room was like on the other side of the building or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, he showed me my finished part and I like was in disbelief. Like I like shed tears, like no way. Like this is like, this is in the video. Like this is going to be in the video. I had like an intro and everything. Yeah. Like, I was very, I don't know. I was, I was like in shock cause I didn't think any of that was actually going to happen. Huh. Did Jamie pick the song or did you pick the song? Or? I picked the song. You did? Yeah. I, I, I take, I take pride in that. <laughs> that was the stranglers, right? Yeah. And I, he, he would kind of test you like, you know, like, what do you got more? Like, you know, every now and again, I'd see him be like, yo, like, what do you got for this spot? You know, shit like that. Yeah. One day he was like, yo, Mark, you got a song. And I was like, as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> and I told him that song. Cause it's like a song I've been thinking like, Oh, that'd be so sick to skate to since I was like 17 or something. And he remembered that and ended up using that for the part, which I was really stoked on that. Yeah. That's sick. That's a good, that song went really well. I like that. I think it was rambling part or something. You use Nirvana, like kind of from an outtake. It's oh, like, hell yeah. That, that song's <laughs> yeah, that kick was ass too. No, th thanks. I mean, that was kind of a collaboration. Like my friend and I agreed to that. That would be cool. And I like, that was another song that I was like, damn, that'd be sick to skate to. Like nobody really skates to Nirvana songs. Right. I mean, but all the parts I'd seen to them, like have worked really well. Like you yeah. wouldn't really think of them as like a video part, like band, you know? Yeah. But I was stoked on how that one worked out too. Yeah. Sick. The last two tricks of the part. 
There's a out to crook and a kickflip melon. Which one was harder? Which one took more the, work? The gap to crook was probably the scariest thing I've ever done. Oh, really? <laughs> I'd yeah, I'd probably have to say that's like the most terrifying thing I've ever tried. <laughs> the kickflip melon, I was like 19. That was it was scary, but it wasn't like I was pretty good at that trick at the time. And it just seemed like natural. And that was something that like I wanted to try. I was like, I think I could do that down those stairs because I'd been to that spot once before. Right. And that was one of those times where I was like, fuck, we're here. Like, I got, I think I got to just try this. But the out to crook was like pretty fucking scary. That was that was like an emotional breakdown on my behalf. Like I kind of lost my shit. And I like that might have been when I broke, I like broke my ankle. That was before, I forget if that was before Wallenberg, but I think that was when I hurt my ankle and couldn't skate for a long time and then went straight to Wallenberg. I'm pretty sure that was like the order of events. Oh, really? Yeah, like I pretty much broke my ankle trying that crook and I landed it and Winterberg pulled me aside. He was like, yo, Mar, I'm so sorry. Like, Jamie's not going to use that. Like, you got to do it again. <laughs> I was, like, no. I was like, I was like almost in tears and I, but I still had like adrenaline going. I was like, well, my ankle doesn't hurt that bad yet. I think I could maybe just try to keep, you know, just keep trying it. Like, just do it quick. Like I already landed it. Now I know the feeling of landing it. Right. And I ended up doing it twice and then I couldn't skate for like five months. Fuck. And then, <laughs> then, and then the next time you skated was Wallenberg. I'm pretty sure that's the order of events. That would, <laughs> that would, that would make sense. Honestly. Like I never really, Damn. Synchronize like the the order of events like that or like the timeline. But I'm pretty sure that's how it went down. So did all of that kind of what happened? You 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 got offered to turn pro and you were just like, I'm good. Kind (laughs) of. No, I mean it was at the point like Strange World had come out like I think it came out like a year and a half before. Like it was already kind of older like a year before or something and like after strange world like i had like all these injuries i had like good health insurance i was like i'll just get this taken care of i'll be out for like like half a year or whatever and or like almost a year and then i could get back into it full swing and like skate again and whatever so i like got the wrist surgery from the wallenberg slam and then I had to get surgery on my shoulder because it was like popping out all the time. I like tore a ligament in there and that was like the only option. But I was like mentally, I was still like, fuck yeah, I can't wait to like get back to it and like keep it going. But then I broke this wrist, I broke my right wrist trying to, it was so silly. I was like, I don't know, it was like the first time I'd tried to like skate a handrail in a while, like since like, having been having like gotten the initial surgery or whatever. So I was like, kind of like working towards getting like my confidence back and stuff. And um, I tried to front board this rail in San Diego that I'd like done like eight times. And I was like sliding out. I might've stuck one. James Hardy was like, I'll try to front feeble it if you try to front board it, I can't front feeble. It was like, dude, you can do whatever. Like, you're going to just do it. He front feebled it like second try. I'm like, <laughs> come on, don't tell me you can't do something. Like, you're going to just do it. Like, 
all good and shit. But uh, one try, I, like, stepped onto the rail and just fell back, like, tried to, like, brace my fall, but I was falling backwards, and I just, like, exploded my wrist. Like, I had to get, like, reconstructive surgery. It was a nightmare. And the, after that, I was like, I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm kind of, like, that's when I was like, I'm, like, I just want to move back home and, like, not quit skating forever. Right. Like I was kind of at the point where I was like, I kind of don't like this anymore, <laughs> you know, just like the con the con like constantly getting hurt. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know how like people like Corey Duffel, like put up with it or like, just, you know, huh? Who's ever on that side of that keyboard. I'm coming for you, man. Like surgery after surgery. Yeah. Like it's, it's incredible. Like I, I don't know. I did not have that sort of like mindset at all. Huh? So it was after that when Jamie offered to turn me pro and stuff. And I was like, there was a, there was a split second where I was like, Oh, maybe that would be cool. And I think I went out and like tried to film something. I was like, fuck, this is silly. I hate this. <laughs> like I'm pretty good on that. And I, I, th I ended up like quitting like a couple weeks later. There was no thought of like, I've put in this much work. I should at least get a board with my name on it. Like it's kind of like the, the reward for everything I've done at the time I was like that that means I like have to keep doing this like I'd rather just get out of it and avoid <laughs> like just being tied to you know having like some sort of like like I looked at a pro board as like a like a contractual agreement or something like I have to like keep zero. right and I was like I, I just want to get out while I can like I don't know before I don't want to like die skateboarding <laughs> like i just want to like have fun with my friends back home right so ended up just doing that and then eventually jamie put out like a tribute or something they made a board it was like a misfits graphic or something. yeah that was that would have been my pro board like it would have been that graphic uh. and that was for like the 20th anniversary i think in like 2016 it was like 20 years of zero or whatever have you but yeah, he, he put that video together. That was cool. I mean, he just hit me up for like old footage and shit. It was like, it was pretty fun to see like the outcome. Cause he, and like, just to like, I mean, I've got a lot of funny clips from back in the day. <laughs> like it was cool to like have those see the light of day. Yeah. And like in, in that context, you know, I was, I was really hyped on that. Right. I think I met you on King of the Road. It was like 2009 or 10 or something. You were a yeah. mystery guest. Yeah, I, rem I remember that. Was was that fun or was that this type of pressure? Like, what was that like? It was weird. It, you I were with who? Were you Nike. with Nike? I, I was oh. with Nike. So you guys had, did, was that the year they had that epic like Sprinter van? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. I wouldn't say it was fun by no. any means. <laughs> I'm glad I did it. It was fun in like retrospect, but at the time I was like, damn, this is weird. Like, I don't really, I mean, I knew, I knew a couple of those guys. Like it wasn't like I was around total strangers, like Justin Brock. And like, I shot a little bit, like I'd met them a couple times before, but like, their team manager was so gung ho and like, we'd like be in a parking garage until like six in the morning type shit. And like, we'd be at Tempe park. Eric Austin was trying to do like back three nose manual or something. That was one of the challenges. Like 
but like you like can't like the momentum you like can't stop spinning like he was trying that for hours and i remember i mean i've i've always been really into like thrifting and like vintage clothes and t-shirts and stuff and um we were in the hotel and i i went downstairs to get a coffee this coffee smells like shit it was like before we were about to leave like nobody was even like up and about yet really it was probably like 8 8 30 in the morning and um i go back to the parking lot and i see the nike team manager like one of the challenges was like rip as many t-shirts off your body <laughs> as you can which other people had so much fun with it. Like they'd land a trick and like, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like just like incorporate it into something, like make it like fun. But this guy was in the parking lot filming himself, like take a razor to the collar and just rip shirts off his body. And he had like three trash bags full of t-shirts. <laughs> I was like, where'd you get these t-shirts? <laughs> and now I know where he got it. He got it from the Goodwill outlet world. Cause that's where I go every day. Like the bins, like, uh-huh. I guess there was one nearby in Phoenix that I didn't really know what that was at the time or anything, but he had like hundreds of, t- so he was just ripping off his body. And he, I was like, I'm going to go through these. <laughs> so I ended up grabbing like a few good ones before they like just got like shredded. <laughs> yeah. But oh. that was, it was, it was kind of cringe. <laughs> I, I mean, people pooping out of trees into shoes and like just <laughs> random shit. But like it does like bring the best out of people skating, too. It's like, no, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm not knocking it. It was just like just seeing that. I was like, damn, these guys are like this guy like must win. <laughs> like just I don't know. Like it was pretty it was pretty like all out. It's funny to see, too, they like people's them. mentality. Like you said, some people try super hard. And they don't always end up winning. And then some people are relaxed and go with the vibe. And sometimes like you just, it's pretty crazy to see how people fare. I've, I've seen filmers come because we used to be at the end of the line, like when they had the tapes before HD Mm -hmm. and the the teams would turn in the tapes and we we would stay up all night counting the points to see who won. Yeah. And I've seen filmers like, mental breakdowns crying like uh like they they just couldn't handle like it's been so crazy like being on the other side of it too you're like just the behind the scenes like the editing side sounds like just as hectic yeah but that's only for like eight hours that's just like you stay up all night and you do it and it sucks but like the other you're you're like yeah but those guys have been doing this for eight days you know yeah yeah so you're just like there's no way i can complain like you're just yeah definitely i mean just like just saying like the, the like i don't know everybody's like just like respective like hell ride of the century <laughs> like just high stakes high pressure like yeah you know, it just it's pretty nuts uh i got one last skate story i'm hoping you'll talk about pat burke he he said there was a time where you flew into birmingham and it was a pretty damn good uh introduction to alabama oh that that was that was the best introduction <laughs> And he, he, he told me, he actually told me you were going to ask these, but I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you're bringing these up. Cause I, I like these stories and big shout out to Pat. Cause I fucking love you. Shout out. It's always good to talk to him. So no, Pat's, Pat's my boy for sure. Yeah. He's like, you guys live together a little bit or maybe at or black you- box. Yeah. We, we were, I mean, we were, we stayed together at black box for like, probably like 
close to a year and then like months at a time before that. But he, he was like my boy, like he was one of my best friends out there. And like, we Rad. kept in touch. Like, I mean, we're still like really good friends and always like hearing from him. Yeah. Hell yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I flew into Birmingham. That was actually like pretty much when I moved to California. Cause I flew in and went on the rest of the trip with them and just like, didn't go back to Illinois from there. But um, I guess Gilbert Crockett got hurt. So he was flying out and I took his place. And I actually saw Gilbert at one of the airports. Like it might've been at Birmingham. Like he was getting dropped off as I was getting picked up. Uh. But we went, they were like already skating this rail. It was like, it was, a, it was like a seven stereo. That's literally like knee high. Like it was teensy. It was like, you know, the skate park rail I grew up skating and I, it was like, you know, I, I could probably skate this right off the plane. Like, and all my friends were there, like all the people I was closer with, like from the black box camp as some might say, <laughs> but, um, like I, I've like, we got to the rail. I was like skating, whatever, did like a couple things. And, um, Greg Robinson, again, the team manager who's, he's actually awesome. I make it seem like he's like not a cool guy. Cause he like just pressured me into doing shit, but he was, he was a really good friend of mine, mm. but, um, he was like, I'll buy you a mad dog 2020. If you land this, if you like do the like Smith grind tail grab on it or whatever, or maybe I was already trying it and he was like, I'll give, I'll buy you a mad dog if you land it or whatever. And I ended up landing it and we went straight to the liquor store I was, I was like fresh 20. I, I like had just been 20, like a couple months before. Was and that I never your had drink? a mad dog. I didn't oh, know you never one. had one? <laughs> no, but he bought me one and I honestly never really had like liquor that tasted good yet either. Like I wasn't like much of a drinker, but he got me like the orange Julius one and it tasted like orange Julius. I was like, this is delicious. I drank it all fast, <laughs> not thinking that like it was going to like fuck me up. Yeah. And we get back to the spot and I'm like already wasted, like just stumbling around. I get in the van and like, I'm like seeing double and we ended up getting kicked out and the cops came and like, I like threw up in front of a cop. <laughs> like I just opened the van door and puked like while Ben Gilly was talking to this cop. But I think Ben Gilly knew him somehow. So like he was like letting us off easy and I, he didn't really care that I like had just thrown up in front of him. Like, <laughs> was like little underage girl but i mean the rest of the trip was awesome that was just like that was just the start of it <laughs> like that was probably one of the funner trips i'd been on that was that was the same trip where um it was later on but pat burke tries to kickflip over the biker off the bridge from the slave video and the, the biker like runs over his board and hits his head on the ground and stuff. that's in alabama also no, that was in Salt Lake, but that was like oh, same trip, same trip. Yeah, like heading back towards California or whatever. Oh, and was that the same trip that it was Halloween and uh, you got dressed up like a prom queen? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was like a couple days later after the Mad Dog incident. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, it was like I. I like Winterberg like pressured me all this pressure. I don't know. It's not even pressure, but he was like, you got to dress up as a girl for Halloween. Like we're going to like give you a makeover and shit. I was like, all right, whatever. Like, yeah. Like you guys are my friends. I don't care. Like, <laughs> and, uh, 
they're like these girls that were hanging around like the white house, the skate house there. And they were like, so hyped on giving me a makeover and putting makeup on. And like, we went thrifting a bunch to try to find like women's clothes and stuff like a dress or whatever. But I wanted to go all out. I was like, if I'm going to dress up like a girl, I'm going to be like a whore. Like I'm going to wear like some skimpy shit. Like, <laughs> I'm going to wear like some, like, like, some fucking, like barely not showing ass skirt and like, just reveal it all. Like it's all or nothing. Yeah. But I couldn't find any gear like that. So I ended up just like, like wearing like some hippie dress and, Oh, and I think I looked like a gypsy or something. Like I looked like, I don't know, some like some Janice Joplin looking lady, uh, which okay. isn't bad, but like, yeah, I wanted to like go to the extreme. Like if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be like a slut. You, want, <laughs> you are looking more for Courtney Love. Yeah. yeah I'm going to be like scummy. <laughs> like, <laughs> make it, make it count. It was, uh, it was all in fun. But what it, it, is that different? So there's an Instagram photo that you have a crown on. Is that the same thing? No. <laughs> That's was, earlier, right? That was way earlier. Is that I like was, in I, high school or something? Yeah, I, I was homecoming queen in high school. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes. Oh. Senior year. Sick. Which is kind of hilarious because I like would have been the least likely candidate to ever get that. Like, I, it's not like I was like popular, like in like a bunch of, you know, like I didn't get good grades. I wasn't popular. I wasn't like, how did it happen? Kids. Just, I think, I think like anybody, they have like a ballot thing. Like it's all like voting. Like it's, it's a democratic system, <laughs> like the, the homecoming deal. And uh, I guess like a couple of my friends just like somehow got me on the ballot for it. And like, <laughs> Everybody, like a bunch of people voted for me and it ended up being hilarious. <laughs> like, That's amazing. I think a bunch of like jocks and shit voted for me because they thought like maybe they maybe I'd show up like wearing a dress or looking girly or like looking like, you know, like not like how I usually looked or like maybe they I don't know, maybe they wanted to like pull a prank on me like in Carrie or <laughs> some shit. I don't know. Right. But I ended up getting it and it was hilarious. And I mean, it was like kind of stupid but i just had to do like a bunch of shit that i like i had to like go to all the football games and like i'd like ride in like a float in the parade and all this shit like i'd like throw candy out to kids it was so whack but oh my god that's just amazing. like just to like cherish the glory of like beating the preppy girls i was like yes like <laughs> <laughs> Like I won. There's like a photo of me, like on the cover of the newspaper, like ah, yeah. No <laughs> just, way. Like, arms in the air, just like so pumped. That's epic. Yeah, it was pretty fun. That's like <laughs> full episode of like Freaks and Geeks or something. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's like the that's like the closest relation you could probably put it to. No way. That's amazing. <laughs> oh man. Well, what's going on in your life now? What are you What are you doing? You're You're collecting the shirts and stuff still or um yeah i do like just vintage resale like etsy yeah i, I like i've like a etsy shop i mean it's nothing extravagant but i've been selling on there for a while and like i've like stuff in my friend's store it's it's honestly it's nothing too crazy it's so like there's so many people doing that nowadays that like it's like not really anything special like you can't go to a thrift store without seeing like 10 other people 
or 10 other like pickers. Like it's pretty oversaturated, but I mean, I've been doing it for a while and it feels cool to like make a living doing like something I've always liked and like have been doing anyways, you know? Damn. So you are making a living doing that? Yeah. I've been doing it full time for like five years. What does that entail? Like how many days a week are you going shopping? Like pretty much every day, honestly. I mean, cause they get new stuff every day. Yes. Or do you hit different stores? You got like a, a route like on Monday, I'll hit thrift city, Tuesday, goodwill Wednesday. Not really. I mean, it, I used to do that, but now I just, um, I mean, it's, it's no secret, but I mentioned it earlier where, where the Nike team manager got all those shirts that he was ripping up. Yeah. Um, there's this thrift store called Goodwill outlet that like sells by the pound and they like constantly like wheel out new product, like they'll wheel back stuff and then wheel out new stuff and you just dig like, it's not like organized, but you're essentially like just digging through like a bunch of bullshit. And every now and again, you'll find like a good t-shirt or like an old pair of jeans or something. So and, it, it's, and how are you in tune with what's good to everyone? Like, it's not just good to you. Like, Oh, Scooby-Doo. I love this. But like, does anyone else love it? Like, you know, no, I want the Flintstones. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of take what you could get. Cause it's like getting harder to find, but I mean, Oh, this, this so stuff anything that I, that's just older. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, any older like graphic tees or like, kind of anything that's like made or I don't know, like made in the U S or whatever. Like it's just, you know, better quality stuff. Like video game stuff's probably popular, right? Like early Atari or something like that. Dude, Like, no, like, like nineties, like, like N64 shit, like late nineties, like, like any like Mario stuff. I mean, it's impossible to find. I'm never going to find it, but that's like pretty like, I mean, like sought after, I guess, or collectible, but I mean, huh. it's, I never find anything like that though. I just got, you, you kind of got to take what you could get. Like, if I'm like, Oh great. I found like, you know, like a 2003 Led Zeppelin shirt. Like, I guess I got to settle with this. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'd rather it be like 1973, but yeah, you're not going to find that, you know, I know I got guns and roses 2020. <laughs> <laughs> let it, let it go for 18 years. <laughs> Oh, you got it from the gig though that's that's meaningful that's yeah and he and he had a broken leg and a crown like a throne he was singing like from a Axel? throne yeah no way i actually <laughs> heard they were badass i i heard they i don't know where they played here but i've met somebody who went to one of their shows and said it was like top notch like it was you know they like didn't skip a beat it sounded like i saw him i saw him twice and the first time was right when they got back together and that was like really cool because they got back together but like axel's voice was not there at all like it was like oh (laughs) it's on the high notes it was just it was harsh but this last time i saw him like it it, because my wife had never seen him and so we went and saw him and it was good. Yeah. And they just, oh, awesome. they're like one of those bands. Every song is like, there's no filler. It's just the, all killer. Conveyor belt of hits. Those guys. Yeah. It's insane. And slash and uh, duff just look like they work out in the gym all day. Still like, they're just like shirts off. Like, ah, like, you know, That's what's up. I mean, I'm sure they've, they definitely had to get their stuff together after. I mean, like, 
just all like the drugs and ex- excess and shit like yeah. that they went through like i mean they were pretty wasted and stuff <laughs> like, oh yeah yeah like their their story is up there like them and motley crew i think are like the two biggest party bands of all time yeah, or something that party rock so well, I'm like, I'm, you're the first person I've talked to all day. I can't, it's hard for me to like put together sentences. Thinking about thinking is really hard. Oh, it's all good. I, I understand that. Do you, do you, are you into coffee? I love coffee. I drank a lot of coffee. What's your ritual? Um, usually wake up, make a pot, Fresh pot! shoot some photos, list some stuff. Do you yeah. add anything or black or what? Um, I, I'll do like some sugar and uh, oat milk. I've been on the oat milk lately. Oat milk. I do almond milk. Almond milk's good too. I don't, I've never tried oat milk. It's, it's pretty close to like just regs. Like, I mean, it, it, it mixes in like how like regular milk would, but it's kind of creamier and it feels like, I don't know. Like it feels like it adds a little more like flavor substance. It's my only addiction. Like I stopped drinking drugs, everything. I, I haven't drank in six years, I think. Oh, and, and, and but I go to bed going like, I can't wait to wake up and get cup coffee. Like that's how I go to bed is I can't wait for coffee in the morning. It's something to look forward to. I it's mean, I'm fucking <laughs> it's, it's I'm so I'm addicted. Like, yeah, it's bad. Tell him he gives me a cup of coffee. I'll answer his question. You got to You got to have something, though. And I mean, that seems like. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I talked to like Reynolds and Greco and stuff. They're like further down the line than me it's with their sobriety. And yeah, they're coffee addicts too. It's like, you got to have like that. It's in your mind. So you're just like, what's healthy though? What can I be like skateboarding? Maybe isn't adi- a healthy addiction. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, you definitely feel better doing it, not like hammered and on drugs. Like it's like, oh, yeah. I, like you feel I don't know, more motivated to get out there and it's, it's probably more fun. Right. For sure. Is there like a Holy grail for you? Like, is there something that if you went into a thrift store that's on your mind that you're like, if I see this, I'm fucking holding on to this. Like it's something that's kind of like in your mind, like, kind of keeps driving you like as a sports card collector, maybe it's like a Mickey Mantle card, but like oh, yeah. in, in a thrift store, you're like, dude, fucking Jimmy Z beret, 1984. <laughs> the beret. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to find one of those. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is for sure, but I mean, you might not find it, find it like very exciting, but it's, I don't know. Like it's just like, I've been obsessed with like older Levi's for a long time, just cause I mean, they made them differently and like before five ones, like, yeah, like, but like the, like old, old ones, like, you know, ones from like 40, 50 years ago. Plus, I mean, they, they just like, they're just so nice and they're made really well. And like the jackets are super nice, but there's, there's a type of jacket from, before the classic like trucker style one with like the pockets here and like the hip pockets. Um, that's almost like a chore coat that has like pockets down here that they stopped making in like 1950. It's like some nerd shit. I don't know. <laughs> like, is, is it lined? They made them lined. Yeah. But they're not all lined. Okay. But that's just, I mean, it's some, it's some like super like vintage nerd shit, but I like, if I found one of those, I'd probably shed tears. Really? <laughs> Maybe that that might be one of the only things that I would like 
tear up over. But I mean, the, it's like the super old stuff. Like it's nothing. I mean, I it's still exciting to find like fun, like cool t-shirts and shit. But it's like it's like not like you could find that shit online. You know, you could look on eBay and find whatever like like an 80s blue oyster culture for like a hundred bucks, <laughs> like, right. like an 80s Devo shirt or something. Like I already have all that shit. Like, <laughs> is, is that what, is that what sells the most turnaround is the t-shirts though? Not necessarily, but I mean, it, there's not really any telling what people are going to buy. Honestly, people figure out what they like. They don't know why it's kind of unpredictable. Like I'll, I'll like put up some stuff that like, I think is really sweet. And like, I'll put it up for like, maybe too overpriced or like what I would want to sell it as or at, and I end up having to lower the price because nobody wants it. And then it gets to the point where I'm tired of looking at it and I just want to get rid of it. But then you, you'll sell some, like something, whatever that you don't care about for like 50 bucks like that, like super quick, like, damn, like I should have priced that higher, <laughs> you know? I mean, there's really no like rhyme or reason behind a lot of it. It's just kind of like personal taste and what, you know, each individual is into or like specifically looking for if you're like right trying to like shop for vintage or whatever. Okay. Well, um I got a I got a a a Mount Rushmore of skateboarding for you. It's got Jim Greco. There's four heads, right? It's got Jim Greco, uh we're gonna go with Chad Muska, Tom Penny, and Jeff Rowley. Those are our four heads for the Rushmore. Whose heads do you take off and who's, and what do you replace them with? That's really hard. I would like kind of leave it as is. Honestly, (laughs) That's like, that's pretty spot on. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I know you're a big Greco fan. I, yeah, he's, I mean, it's kind of still, he's somebody that I would like, I'd still watch like his, whatever he's been coming out with his little mini. Yeah. Like, short his, films or his whatever. Stu- his stuff's great. But his, I mean, his skating is still incredible and he's still doing the back threes. Like, yeah. Like, so like, good. But I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to diss Tom Penny cause I love Tom Penny, but I'd maybe replace Tom Penny with like Reynolds or something. Okay. <laughs> But Let's keep it American. No, no overseas. No, no, no Euros. <laughs> or not, then I'd have to replace Jeff Rowley. He could oh, Jeff yeah. stay, honestly. He's he's in there. He, I okay. For sure. He was he was like a big a big influence to me also. Uh-huh. I saw on your Instagram there was the Primus t-shirt. And yeah. uh, Joe Hammock is one of my best friends. And I, I was really touched by that that you wrote that and put that up there and stuff. What's the story behind that? He, Dude, that he, was, that was hard to do. <laughs> but yeah. I was like just holding the shirt in my lap. I was like, like, I need to like share this. Like other, like everybody needs to see this. Um, Like he but, knew you liked Primus and, and he saw the shirt somewhere or something. No, that was his shirt from like oh. the show, like he went and saw them in like 1991 and bought that shirt. And it's kind of, I mean, it's a silly story, but like I bought one, I bought that shirt on eBay. Cause I'd, I'd always wanted it. Cause like, it's the one like Pat Duffy wore and shit. And like, it's like the, it's like, I think it's like their coolest graphic. Like it's just the one that I've always wanted. I mean, I, I do like Primus a lot, 
but that was, to me, that was like the shirt. And I bought one on eBay and it ended up being too big. So I like posted on Instagram to sell and Hammocky responded. He's like, yo, I have this shirt from the show that I bought. Like, I'll send it to you. Cause I gave him one of those guest boards that zero made. Oh, and he was like, I'll just send it to you. Like you gave me one of those boards. Like you could just have it. And he sent it to me in the mail and that was pretty much it. No way. Fuck. Yeah. It was pretty incredible. And I mean, that's like, that's one that like, I'm, I mean, I could never let that shirt out of my sight. Like I'm scared to even like wear it. <laughs> But no, that, yeah. that meant, that meant the world to me. I mean, he was like, that was unbelievable. I'm still having trouble like grasping it. Damn. Yeah. I missed Joe so much. We talked a lot in, in the last year, especially just going through all this. Like he's always been my guy that I could pick his brain in a safe way. Like, yeah. dude, cancel culture. What's up with it? Or oh, like, I know. You know, like whatever. But like, with the pandemic and everything, it was just like, we were talking a lot. And then he was just like, Hey, I got this weird thing. And I was like, what? And then he was like, yeah, it's kind of like, I can't, I don't know. And then like, Oh, I'm going in for it. And then he was gone. I was just like, wait, what? Like wow. it was, it was so quick. It was like, you know, out of, it was yeah heavy. I, mean, um, I didn't even know anything was wrong. Like I, I hadn't seen him in a while. The last time I saw him was actually here he was on a trip and I just like pretty much bumped into him like on the street. It was pretty awesome. But he was like, why are you wearing the Primus shirt? Like you want a 311 <laughs> shirt? I got more shirts for you. I was like, yeah, send him over. Like I'm down. Uh, <laughs> and that was, I mean, that was the last time I saw him. That was probably like a couple of years ago at this uh, point. But I mean, it was, yeah, that was, I don't know. That was fucking super sad. Very, I don't know. Yeah. Hard to, Hard to come to terms with for sure. Fuck. Tell me about it. It's been crazy five years of like losing people, war, fucking pandemic, like everything's just been. And in it, somehow I got married and I was like, that's my life. Just well, I mean, on. that's like, hold on to it. That's, I mean, that, yeah, that's, that's like, I don't know, the, Fuck, I'm having trouble like putting words in a sentence. We're gonna say life hammer. That's, Hashtag that's, life hammer. That's a that's like the light, that's that's the shining light amidst <laughs> all the bullshit though. I want to make my wife happy. Absolutely. That's what like, I wanted to say. What are you doing like as far as mentally through all this stuff? Is there something that like you hold on to to keep out of depression or like stay positive through like if there was lockdown or just whatever situation might have been like troubling you? I mean, honestly, like I was kind of chilling. <laughs> like that's like that. I don't know. I, I almost feel bad even like considering it in that way. But it wasn't like I'd like stuff to do. I was like, it was the most active huh. I've been in a while. Like I was skating a lot. I was like riding bike a lot. Like everything was closed. So I was like eating healthier, not drinking as much, and I'd like a bunch of inventory. I was just shooting and listing and. I don't know selling online and whatever like it didn't it didn't hit me hard at all like definitely nowhere near as hard as it seems like it hit like most people but i mean i i don't know like honestly like i was having a lot of fun just going on little adventures like i just skate around my neighborhood and like 
or like ride bike pretty far and like, or I don't know, like just try to stay active and busy and keep my mind off of like what's really going on, I guess. Have you been traveling much? Um, going on like picking trips, like just like thrift trips, nothing crazy. I mean, where's your, where do you go if you're, you go to Phoenix or like, what's the, no, we've just been like kind of driving around like surrounding Colorado, like New Mexico, uh, Kansas, Nebraska. And, um, just like going to thrift stores and random, you know, antique stores and sales and like, you know, like kind of doing research and like, Oh, there's like a sale this weekend. Like we'll go out for the weekend and like me and a couple of friends and just like pick around and then drive back, you know, spend the night or whatever, like nothing crazy, no big, like, travel tri- or like trips or anything like nothing more than like a couple days in a while okay. yeah same yep we flew once in the last three years and it was our honeymoon <laughs> oh dang yeah that's fun yeah. Where, where'd you go we went to hawaii for oh, like okay. uh 11 or 12 days it was kick-ass like oh, yeah. so much needed like oh man yeah, yeah. just uh, retreat, yeah, and just, yeah. Well, what, what song are we going to throw on the jukebox as we take it out of this place? I don't know. I, I couldn't think of anything like, I was trying to think of something funny or ironic, but I don't know, like fucking down on the street or something. <laughs> the Stooges. Yeah. I don't know. That was just something I, that, that was like the first song that came to mind when you mentioned it. But I like it. Let's do Stooges. What, if you're thinking of the history of skateboard videos that got you hyped, what song like, I always tell this story. Mark Appleyard introduced me to placebo. I would never have known about them without that Appleyard part. But like, is there one that you're like, Felper used to always tell me, it's so easy. Are you kidding me? Fucking <laughs> Gino, right? Yeah. He's like, like, dude, Gino's <laughs> yeah, push right. and Guns N' Roses. It does not get better than that, my friend. <laughs> that was an epic one. That like, that works. <laughs> yeah. Greco skated to like some sick shit too. His part to fix me is like what did it for me. That's when I was like, okay, this is like me from now on. I love punk. I want to look like this. I want to skate like this. Like when I was like 12 years old seeing that. But honestly, Gloria, that one, that one stands out to me. Totally. Who's, who's, do you have a like an all time favorite punk band from like American punk band? American? I mean, dead boys <laughs> that's yeah i mean like dead favorite, boys first ramones favorite punk band i'd have to say dead boys okay cool just those those first two albums are like they can't be beat in the punk realm and they like lived it too like i don't know they just had the look and the the image and they were fucking cool stiff baiters is sick <laughs> like rad their drummer got beat up by jocks and like prevailed <laughs> like i mean they have like they have a hell of a story too do you watch like documentaries or anything like that oh yeah is there some good ones on punk bands we've been watching so many like documentaries and like true crime and stuff like that oh yeah i mean that's like all i watch um i like i like the danny fields documentary it's not so much punk but he managed the ramones at first and he also managed like the Stooges, oh, like when they first got signed to Electra Records, because he 
he was like the Electra Records like field guy. He was like the cool guy that would go to the clubs and like see new bands and like he saw like the Stooges and MC5 and he was like, well, we're getting those guys. And then he saw the Ramones later on. He's like, getting those guys like it's a really cool documentary. I'm going to check cool. it. I, I do. I love getting recommendations. And like if you like it, I'm like, I'm in already. I'm like, OK. Oh, me too. I mean, yeah. I, I always have trouble finding stuff to watch. I know. I feel like I've gone through like, OK, the Rolodex of the good stuff I got. But where's the little gems like they're yeah. out there? The, yeah. the little hidden nuggets you got to like look up. They're not just like on the main screen or whatever. Yeah, for real. Marissa, thank you so much. Uh, the pleasure is all mine. I really appreciate you taking the time. And it's been cool catching up and talking and stuff. I don't want to take too much of your time. But uh, no, of course, it was good talking to you, too. It's been a while. Yeah. And uh, this episode is dedicated to you, Pat, because it just is Patty Burke. Big love <laughs> and hammocky forever. Hammocky forever. Thank you. Well, hell yeah. Take care of yourself. Good chatting. You too. Good talking. I love postcards. Oh, yeah. Okay. Take care. I'll see you.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow. All of the episodes will always remain free, but if you would like to help support the show, you can do so at TalkingSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts, beanies, hats, and stickers. The website has an entire archive of all of the episodes, with extra photos and videos. Email us with any suggestions, comments, or ways that the show may have improved your life at TalkingSchmidt at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature. A very special shout-out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa. Shout-out. Love it! This is Talking Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper. Keep the wheels greased. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow. All of the episodes will always remain free, but if you would like to help support the show, you can do so at TalkingSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts, beanies, hats, and stickers. The website has an entire archive of all of the episodes, with extra photos and videos. Email us with any suggestions, comments, or ways that the show may have improved your life at TalkingSchmidt at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature. A very special shout-out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa. Shout-out. Love it! This is Talking Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper. Keep the wheels greased.